Go. Hi, Lala. Hi. Lala. Hi, Lala, Lala. Just woke up. She's been sleeping. Oh. You been sleeping? Oh, Lala got the bed head. Yeah. All right, what are we talking about? <laughs> Um, so I, I saw this article, uh, you know, you get the training peaks, um, news like articles and the article was the power of micro goals. And, and I thought that was a cool topic and without even opening the document, I sent it to you. I was like, what, a, this is great. This is a great topic. Let's talk about it. And I don't know if it was right then before or after it was right in that same vicinity. Uh, a guy I've ridden with a ton uh, came to me and said, Hey, will you coach me for 2021? I was like, sweet. You are fast. This is going to be great. Uh, kids got amazing ability. And I said to him, what's, what are your top goals for 2021? He said, I want to get faster. I was like, okay, can you define that for me? And I think that was exactly what I said. Can you, can you define that for me? He goes, well, I was really fast in February. I want to be that fast again. I was like, something more and and i don't know I, that got me thinking about the topic and and i realized that you know to any broad goal there are a lot of little pieces and oftentimes if you get caught up in the pieces you end up in a world of trouble but you also have to be aware of what those little pieces are so you can't obsess over them all the time but it's great to have them as part of the picture so I figured we'd just kind of talk about that a little bit today. I like that. I like that. It's actually amazing how many uh, experienced cyclists have a very general goal of either I want to be faster or thinking of, and something that we've been talking a lot about recently is I was teammates with a guy who was an experienced cat one, and he was struggling to understand the idea of not being at 100% from March until September. He's like, well, I want to be ready for everything. I'm like, it just – it doesn't always work that way um, because if you're really trying to put in the work and this guy, and the thing was he raced all the time. So I'm like, how are you going to go to a race every, he's racing literally three times a month, three weekends a month. I'm like, how are you going to go every weekend and be a hundred percent? Cause you need to rest a couple days before, but if you do that, you're not going to get the overall volume. And it is interesting then when you, kind of what we say of zooming out and seeing the forest versus just the trees. It sounds like this is a perfect analogy to that or a part of that. And yeah, this is a great topic. I love it. Um, what were your initial thoughts when you first saw the title, like micro goals, what comes to mind for you of micro goals? Let's talk about maybe so we can define for people. What are, what would micro goals be? Are those parts of a workout would that be a workout maybe it's a day maybe there's many micro goals to a day like how micro do we want to get well i mean yeah I, I guess the smallest micro goal that i i was thinking about this and the smallest micro goal that i could come up with was when you're in that interval and you're dying and you're like all right i gotta get 10 more seconds and you count to 10 and you've done 10 seconds that's a micro goal like that is the most zoomed in perspective. But then if you're, if you zoom, zoom way, way, way out to like, what is your life? Like if you, if you say, I want to ride a bike for my entire life, like then all of a sudden a micro goal becomes like hit 10,000 miles for 10 years in a row, you know, or something like that. Like, and that's, that is a very big goal, but 
by the perspective, it's a very, very small part of the goal. So, yeah. so that kind of got me thinking like life is kind of built like that too. Like you have a lifetime and then you have like your career as an, as an adult or like careers and you have your, uh, your youth and then maybe you have a you know, parenthood. So you have all these little um, different sizes of, of scale to look at it. And then you have your day, your week, or sorry, I guess you would go year, month, week, day, hour, you know, so yeah. if you just go, you know, that's, that's kind of, so the micro is to me is the, the zoomed in version of whatever your big scope you're looking at is. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. Because I think like yesterday for me, I, I mean, I think sometimes, you know, if the morning goes as planned, I'm usually up at like five and I, make Chris's lunch and I start doing emails and I get through this. And if it's like seven and I've gotten certain things done, I'm like, cool W, you know, yesterday was churning along. Great. I'm getting this fire going. I walk inside, I drop a log through a window. I was like, okay, that's it. That's an L I'm going to, that's not a win. That's a loss, but how do I keep going and keep the momentum <laughs> going? You know, I had a great interval session. Uh, things went better than planned. Um, yeah, so I think that is interesting to think of micro in relation to what your big goal is. So let's use this person as an example then. So let's shit, let, let's talk about his goal. That's a horrible goal. Get faster. That's not even a that's like not to not to knock you, whoever you are. Many people say that. Don't feel bad. I we just want to throw out some something constructive, a new way to think about this. You know, I think so goals whether it be event-based or goals even though i'm not a big metric goal person because i think it leaves people I'm not, i should rephrase that i'm not a metric goal based person for people that have events because the event doesn't always wind up line up with your metric goal and i had somebody who so desperately wanted to do x watts for two hours and i was a bad coach and i got i didn't stick to my guns and he did this and came really close to it. And then when the season came out, he was like, I'm going to do all these crits. And I was like, well, wait, I didn't, that wasn't really the plan. I didn't think I thought it was more going to be road races. So this kind of went with his racing style. And so that was miscommunication on my part. That was, I shouldn't, that's when I really started being like, okay, performance goals for event based people. It usually doesn't end up great. Um, but now with COVID, we have this whole other thing going on. It's like, well, what if, we don't race. How do you keep progressing? So I think to that athlete, I would say, what events if COVID goes away or they just said on the news last night, there might be vaccinations and there's the herd mentality of 70% of people get vaccinated. We're all good, whatever. Let's say we're going to race. What are the three events that you want to do? Or even sometimes two, because if now that there's gravel and crits, if people pick like a road race and a gravel and a crit, things get really squirrely. What are your top two events? What does it take to get better at that? How far away are they? Now let's build the blocks towards that and see some growth. And, um, you know, people that are watching this, we're recording this on December. Today's December 1st. Yeah. And you, I don't want to derail the conversation this way, actually. I was going to start talking about January superstars. And I'm really, I need to put a video out about like the old school guys who are going to be anti people's whiffing and, actually training starting in December 
they the January superstar is just someone I think that did not rest. They just went full tilt, never really recovered and came in burnt out by the end of February. Whereas if you do this in a controlled manner, you can train 11 months out of the year and do really well. And we both have seen massive increases in performance by training more and training more specifically, like the base miles matter, but that's really a cute way of saying endurance miles. So endurance is all year round. Um, so anyways, I don't mean to derail a conversation. No, that's, it, it's longevity, right? Like be, be faster. Um, so how, yeah. If, if you're about speed, long- like, like, yeah. Like what did he mean by just be faster? Like I, like, cause we're not running, we're not runners where it's a consistent effort. There's so much on and off in cycling. Like, Define be totally. faster. Are you just a time trialist? Yeah, so, so, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's, that's tricky. No, you're good. It's 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 a it's a it's a dense topic, and but be faster. You can you can make micro changes. Like okay, so if you want to if you want to simply pedal faster on the bike, which is in this case, I don't think that's what he meant. I think he meant be the strongest he's ever been. I think that's actually what he meant. So let's just go with that. So be the strongest he's ever been. So you have components to that. So you have to, as an athlete, you know, as a coach, we're doing with this stuff all the time, you know, we're identifying things and communicating to athletes, but um, the most successful athletes are the ones that kind of take ownership over these little goals. Um, So like, you know, if, if he wants to be the fastest he's ever been, first and he's a racer right so he's going to want to be the fastest for some specific event so we're going to have to say okay what are the events you want to be fastest for or you want to have your best form for and what are the components that are going to be demanded in that event where are you at currently like what are the things that are just so deficient that no matter unless you fix these deficiencies you're you're not going to even be have a chance of being competitive at these events. So that's, that's probably where we'd start. And then, you know, the athlete has to take some level of ownership over that. Like they can't just expect to get a, get a workout in training peaks and say, all right, well, I did this workout. So I guess I'm, I'm there. Like they have to kind of internalize when I say, okay, here's the components you have to have, be able to go at 300 Watts for two and a half hours. That's so to do that, you're going to need to go for four hours at 240. You know, so otherwise, there's just no way you're going to get there. And within that race, there's going to be six climbs and likely a sprint finish. Or like, I, you're not a sprinter or a climber, so you have, to, you have to get away. So you have to have the depth. So then you, you constantly are looking at like what the scope of your objective in that race is going to be. I, hope, um, I, I guess hope that... People see, sorry to cut you off, but I hope people see how many layers to training being applied to a race there are like and to piggyback on your example you know you're talking about a three-hour section of a race and I was thinking the other day about no one really talks about endurance getting dropped by endurance miles like if I go ride 300 watts for three hours never go hard there are going to be a large number of people that will just, they'll get dropped because they're just going to get tired. They've never done that. They've never trained their endurance long enough to do that. We're not even, we're not even racing yet. We're, we haven't even counted those six climbs that are in the race. So like 
if you're going to die from an endurance ride, you're never going to have a chance to go hard on the climbs. So like they're, I, you know, polarized training, all really hard, all really easy. I think there's some great points about polarized training, make the hard really hard, make the easy very easy. But this idea that you're never doing tempo, you're never doing a threshold interval, like you need some aerobic power if you ever really want to get the chance in the race to go really hard. Because guess what? If you go out, you pat, you go out and you warm up for 20 minutes and you do your five, four minute max efforts, you go really hard. I don't know any bike race that requires you to do that. There's not one. Like you did good intervals and you're going to get a maximal aerobic power adaptation. It's not race specific though. So the other thing too, that's interesting is talking to this guy from Ireland and we were talking about one of the first races that's at the end of February or early March. And it's a short race because it's first race of the year. I think it's only 80 kilometers. You said so like 50 miles and there's one climb full gas, five minute climb, like 15 minutes in. And then it's like crosswinds. It's on the coast of Ireland crosswinds it's like people you know battling fighting some people attacking trying to get away because it ends on a climb that i think he said was like 15 no 15 or 20 minutes but when we looked at the climb there's really like three to five one minute sections that get steep and people gas it and then they recover a little bit and people are like pushing high tempo because everyone just tried to drop each other and then they gas it again and so like you know, sometimes people even look at their own race that they're going to and they're like, oh, it's a 30 minute climb or, oh, it's a 20 minute climb. So I need to have FTP. It's like, no, dude, that's going to be four max blaster punches in the face and you need to survive those. And then the last one's just going to be a death kick till the end. So, you know, sometimes the goals are even misidentified. Um, and that's one reason why I think it's it's good to look at course profiles and do research for sure. Just make sure you're doing the correct research. Like I love Dieter Drake, mm -hmm. but dude, his elevation gains on his races were so off. It would be like, you're going to climb 4,000 feet and it ended up being 9,000. People were like, that was really hilly. I was like, dude, it's a Dieter race. It's never going to be what it says on the, in the uh, Bible. So I think we just need to, it, it's tough. Like this sport is hard. There's so many things going on. Um, so let's get, let's, I'm good at getting us off track here. So micro goals. So we're talking about these little wins that build up in your day, in your interval, in all these small situations. How do we have this have a positive effect on us? I think is one question yeah, to try exactly. to answer. And then how do we have these, what do we do when one doesn't go well? Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's exactly it. It's, it's not what is a micro goal. It's, it's what is the, the power of the micro goal. So you're trying to create, like you said, the way you start a day, it's you're creating opportunities, lots of little opportunities that are minute where you get, where you're just accumulating wins. And even if they're small, those things feel good, but if it really requires defining what those things are to say like, Hey, I checked the box here right now, you know, so you have to, you have to kind of be on that all the time. You know, that's, that's, I mean, I, I look back at in all previous seasons, you make like a race list and, and, you know, you have your A's and your B's, your main targets. And 
just having that list is, is a really powerful thing because then you, you're looking at something and saying, okay, okay, cool. I've done these races. Like I've done my homework. I've led up to my a race. Now I'm here and I've, I've gotten a couple wins along the way and I've been training hard, but unless you've defined like what those steps along the way are, I don't think you're understanding the, you're not giving yourself the opportunity to get those wins. So the, the power, I guess, um, lies in, uh, if, if you're cognizant of what those things are like, so to your point of what happens if you miss one of those goals along the way, well, if you miss one, but you've done 25, then maybe that one doesn't feel like such a big deal anymore. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I did an interview with Ashton Lambie yesterday and that came up in our conversation of like, what do you do when you feel unfocused or whatever, or you have failure and really the concept came out of, um, seeing the forest versus the trees. And that's what a lot of athletes, especially if you're self-coached, it's tough. You're, it's hard to make the forest if you don't draw it out so that when you're in week three, doing your threshold intervals and you're like, this is so damn hard. If you can't look back and see your previous wins, you're like, damn, those last two weeks were pretty damn good. Like, even if I failed today, like I've been kicking ass, like I'm, I'm good. I've been doing the work. Like, and also for the athletes that are really correctly training when you're pushing the envelope on your own. I mean, I've even messaged you before. I'm like, dude, I suck. What the hell's going on with me? And you're like, dude, look at this workout, that workout, that. You're like, you just had a bad day. And I'm like, oh, you're right. Okay. I mean, it's so easy when you just don't, you, it sucks when you suck. Nobody likes to suck. Nobody wants to have a bad day, but oh. it's going to happen. And we actually got off the conversation of like, I had asked him, how do you feel after rest weeks? Can you, what do you do to mitigate the stale feeling if you get that? And he was like, and I was like, do you get that? He's like, oh yeah. He's like, I mean, we're trained to ride and lift and do all this stuff. And when you rest, you come back and he's like, the next three workouts suck. And he's like, I feel bad. And I was really glad to hear him say that because I've been asking more like high level athletes, like what's your, do you have a secret? And everyone was like, no, coming off rest sucks. And you just need to remember that you're doing it for longevity. Like you said, it's, it's necessary to do, you've got to do it. You take a step backwards and then you come back stronger and your next block is super powerful. And then you do it all over again and you keep going upwards. So yeah, I think too, for me, micro goals are just those little wins that keep the fire burning. It's like, all right, I got that done. Like did that interval session, like Tuesday's usually my hardest day. So I'm like, just want to get through Tuesday. And I used to do Tuesday and Wednesday as the two hardest ones. I've switched since I did more VO2 max this past year. I enjoyed having the Wednesday um, endurance day in between as well as lifting on the two hard days. So now I always think like, all right, Tuesday and Thursday, I just got to get through those days. And Tuesday morning, I'm frigging anxious and I'm nervous. And I'm like, God, I hope I like really crush this. And I, you know, think of my nutrition. And, and that's one thing, like, you're saying write it out like, you know, people be like, hey, bomb the nutrition today. Got to get better at that. I'm like, well, do you write it down? Put somebody just last week said, I just got so busy at work. I didn't even remember to eat. And so like my intervals at 5 p.m. were horrible. I'm like, so if you have to put a reminder in your phone, eat. I mean, even when I was running around in a hospital with doing the implant thing, I was like, okay, it's 1130. In the next 20 minutes, I either need to like nosedive into the bathroom and eat a granola bar and a bagel or something carbs, 
or like figure it out. There were plenty of times like behind my mask, I'm like, like walking down the hallway, just like rush it. You're busy, but like cycling's a lifestyle, figure it out. I mean, whatever you got to do, you are a machine. Now, if you want to be good at this game and you want to train really hard in order to get better, you need to treat yourself like a machine and it needs fuel. So put a reminder in your phone, make a schedule. Um, so how do the micro goals relate then to the macro goals? And even more important, I think, what about when the macro goal doesn't go as planned? I think I got a good answer for that. I never thought about this. This is a great topic. So what's macro, yeah. micro to macro? How does this, I mean, so it's great if you're getting all these little wins, but that's not the goal, right? So how do these micro goals stack up to achievement or you know we're all training yeah so if you know if if you're if we're talking about like work rate or something but we're talking about performance and you nail your micro goals of nutrition of eat four hours and then eat 90 grams of carbs during the ride and then fuel after and you do that seven times in a week and you've done it every every single opportunity and so first it started off just i got a fuel before and after and during and check and you check that seven times you've checked seven micro goals that became a slightly larger check right and then if you stack four weeks of that and you add that into go back a little bit and say okay i need to nail that that sunday endurance ride that was kind of crappy two weeks ago my goal is to improve that and then you know, two weeks later, you you remember that you didn't perform as well or you didn't push as hard as you could. It's endurance. You can push a little harder just by focusing, just by nailing those nutrition things. And you do it. Check. So then all of a sudden, you've, you've built upon what you had done because you identified where you needed to build and the, the pieces required. So then you get through a block and then you do that consistently for two blocks. And I'm, when I say block, I, mean, I don't mean a block periodization. I'm, I mean a block of training, like three weeks on, one week off. Sure. And you do, you get a month and then a month and then a month. And then you look 12 weeks later and you're like, whoa, I am riding a lot better. Mm -hmm. Why is that? And you look back and say, oh, it's because that endurance ride was 2% stronger. 2% does not seem like a lot, but if, if it's 1% or 2%, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 weeks in a row, that's five months here. That's five months there. That's that's I mean, dude. I'm doing what's let me see what this percentage is. I'm doing easily. Wait, so what is that new minus old over old? I'm only right. So I hate to do a plug, but with Lactigo, I'm riding 10 watts higher easily on endurance rides without even thinking about it. And if I think about it, it's like 20 watts higher. That's a three and a half percent change, three and a half percent increase. That over a year is going to be massive. I mean, little changes here. Go. Let's use the wording that we're using over and over. Micro changes with macro results. It's like little things. This sport. Once we're all percentages within each other. It's who has everything dialed when you win. And he. So here was my answer actually. So I had all these micro goals back in 2012 this was my first no 2011 
whatever it was my first year, I, you know, I went five to three, three to one. So those were macro goals, wanted to upgrade. And then it was like, people were like, when I got on the podium with Jesse Anthony, everyone's like, you need to go to that. You need to go to nationals. Like you could do really well at this. And I went and even Robin Carpenter had tweeted like, dude, you're going to love this course. Super rolly. Cause he did collegiate. He did uh, under 23s. I was super pumped. It was really hot. It was when we actually, it was 107 feels like temp coming from the North. I didn't even realize I was going to be roasted, but I flatted. What's that? Is it Georgia? Georgia. Yeah. Fort, yeah. Fort. I can't remember the name, but flatted trying to chase back on just imploded in the heat. And was like super, I was bummed. I was like, man, I came all the way to like a flu down and da 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 da. And I was so cramping so hard, I could barely get into the car to like cool off. And it was like that loss, though, it really wasn't a loss. It was like I learned a lot about heat and I learned a lot about what nationals felt like. And I learned a lot about racing with 150 really fast people. And so then it was, there again the next year and I got in the break that I actually swelled to like 20 dudes with Andrew McCullough on my team and we got caught on the last lap and then it went up that last climb and I was just blown out the back and I was like okay so I got like 50th that was kind of a bummer like I thought maybe the break would work but I learned a lot about riding in a break and how people don't ride in a break when there's 20 people I never should have worked in that break and I actually stopped working because I was like exploding but it was another thing I was like okay it's hot here it's 20 people is too big of a break when there's that many people chasing you're gonna get caught and I learned that course and then I got blessed that I become a master's rider. They have it at the same damn course eight years later. And so now I'm like, okay, I know the course. I know the heat. I'm going to go and I'm going to crush it. And I went there and I got blown out on the last climb and got third. And I was like, damn it. So I go back the next year and I win. But it's like all those little losses. You can be like, that sucks. That sucks. That sucks. Or you can be like, okay, I'm going to take this. Cause this thing is building like in anybody in any endurance sport, this is a lifelong thing. Like if you want to get, you can get quick in a year. You're not going to get fast. You're not going to be like, you know, when people train and do that 12 weeks that you're talking about, they're like, I feel the training. I'm like, just wait. You're, we have like <laughs> on this on your little eggshell. We haven't even like scratched the surface. And then, <laughs> I mean, this is, 10 years later, when did I start really riding? 2009, 11 years later, going into 12. And I'm still like, oh, okay, I'm still getting faster. I'm still figuring ways to do this thing. And uh, it's just, you know, these micro goals, even if they come up to lead to your macro success and you fail, it's not really a failure because this was all these micro goals to this macro. But really, like you said, to start it, that's a micro of the big picture. So this one makes this triangle and those make this triangle and those make this triangle. And you're looking, I mean, there's no destination here. It's this, you're on the journey. It's the cliche thing. There's no final end, end point. No, my, my biggest takeaway from, from listening to you talk about how you grew from these losses is, you know, maybe we need to, and, and the kiddos waking up, so we should wrap. But final thoughts, like 
you took these losses and from this, from, from these like losses, you pulled all these micro wins. So maybe it's not micro goals. It's make build, build your life on micro wins. That's the, the power of micro wins should be the, the topic. Maybe it should just be wins because you know, like you said, that the micro, the macro win. Now I'm trying to take that win of masters nationals. Now I'm trying to apply that to bigger things to gravel racing pros. It comes a micro win. Yeah, it's all micro. We're all with, like always stack it to something else. But yeah, honestly, I think people really need to see the fact that, you know, I post all my race results online and people are like, you win so much. I'm like, but I lose so much more. I just race a lot. So it's like the more tickets you buy, the more chances you have to win. But I've gotten my face kicked in so many times. But every race, you got to be like, what am I taking from this? There's a W in there somewhere where when the whole day you're like, this is an L, I drove five hours and I got my ass kicked and my partner's been alone and da da Yeah, there's a win in there if, if you don't pout about it and you just get a W. Even in breaking that glass, maybe I'll go meet somebody cool that fixes it and whatever and da 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 It's all mindset. Bingo. Cool, man. We'll go I take care it. of the kid. Is it micro goals or yeah. micro wins? Stack them up and you'll Stack find success. Em. Stack them up. Cool, man. Awesome. Great topic. Appreciate Talk you bringing to this to light. Yeah. See ya. Cool. Bye. See ya.